Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Morning Mindfulness with Rabbi G. It's great to kick off a new term and a new season of the Mindfulness series as well. Welcome to all those on Zoom. Welcome to those watching on Facebook. And what I want to do today is share with you an inspirational idea, which I found inspiring, connected with a story that I heard just recently and coming out or relevant to a thought and inspiring idea coming out from the Parsha of the Week that we read last week and we read this coming week, uh, sharing a common theme. And uh, it really goes to the heart and core of mindful living and particularly from a Jewish perspective. So the story is with a rabbi in Melbourne, whom I know, who's been in Melbourne for decades and decades. He's, he's had a position there. When he got married, he was living in New York. His wife was from New York. And um, they were initially took up a position in, I think it was Worcester, as a sort of a state um, near, near, near New York. And um, he was there for a short while, but then he was approached to take up a senior position in Melbourne um, and to relocate and to live in Melbourne. Now, I'm not sure what his position was in Worcester, but he was obviously doing something there. He had a position. And he wrote to the Lubavitcher Rebbe whether it would be a good thing for him to relocate to Melbourne. To Melbourne. The Rebbe agreed, and the Rebbe said it was a good idea. He should take up the position. And this was not a long time before Rosh Hashanah. So he then wrote to the Rebbe, when should he go? Should he go immediately? In other words, if this is this new position, should he go as soon as possible? And the Rebbe answered that he should actually just delay the trip until after the month of Tishrei, after the festivals, after the, you know, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Simchat Torah, and so on. Shortly after that, it was, uh, and shortly before Rosh Hashanah, he had the opportunity to go into a private audience with the Rebbe. And that came in the context, because in, uh, in those times, in the early years of the Rebbe's leadership, or the early years, it was customary for people to have the opportunity to have a private audience with the Rebbe each year on their birthday. And his birthday was coming along, so he had an audience with the Rebbe. And the way it used to work is, when someone would go in as a private audience to the Rebbe, um, they would write, they wouldn't actually speak and, and ask questions, they would write their questions down on a piece of paper, give it to the Lubavitcher Rebbe, the Rebbe would read it and then respond. One of his questions he put down was that he feels that he's like in an in-between stage. He's completed his position in Worcester. He's going to be going to Melbourne after the Chagim, after the festivals. So he's not sure what he's supposed to be doing now. It's kind of like an irritating in-between period. You finished one thing, you're not starting the next thing. Both things were significant. The first position, the position was about to take up. He's just not sure what he's supposed to do now. When the Rebbe saw that question, he looked at him strangely. He looked at him like question, with a question, like as if he doesn't understand the question. And he began to say to him the following, and this is the part that's connected to the Parsha of the week, which I want to explain a little bit to be able to highlight and emphasize the, the strong idea here connected with mindful living. The Rebbe said to him that when the Jews came out of Egypt and they went into the 
wilderness. They received the Torah at Mount Sinai. Shortly after that, they were commanded to build a Mishkan. This is what we had last week. To build a Mishkan, to build a tabernacle for God. A place where God's presence could rest. And every time they would camp, they would erect, there was a big construction, they would erect this transportable Mishkan, um, which had different compartments, different levels of holiness. The holiest was the Holy of Holies. There was a small room that had the Aron, that had the Ark. And the Ark was um, housed in this, the, the, the Ark held the Ten Commandments and, and a Torah scroll. And that was considered the holiest spot. And that was the place where the Divine Presence would, would really uh, rest in a very emphasized way. And this would be their model. And then they would camp the 600,000 men between 20 and 60, the 3 million people, roughly, that constituted the nation of Israel at the time, would then camp in a very specific way around the Mishkan, the Mishkan being the center, the source of inspiration, the source of light, spiritual light, the source where they would look to for divine inspiration, study, and so on. Now, the Jews spent 40 years in the desert. During that time, they camped, they traveled, they had journeys, 42 journeys. But the way it would work was, it was there was a sign from God. They had a miraculous cloud hovering over the camp, which would move in a particular way, and it was a sign for them to move on. And then when it would come to a standstill, it was a sign for them to camp. So every time God wanted them to move on, the cloud would move. They would then dismantle this very complex um, temporary dwelling place, but nevertheless a, a complex building. They would dismantle it in a very specific orderly way, pack it up, put it onto wagons, and the whole nation would continue to travel. When God decided they would, um, it was time for them to stop, the cloud would come to a standstill, they would stop. One of the first things they would do is they would unpack the Mishkan, put it all up again, I'm sure it would take some time, and then camp in their positions, and that would be their way they would, they would live during that time until the next time God wanted them to move on. They did this 42 times until eventually they came to the other side of the Jordan and they prepared to go into the land of Israel after the 40-year journey in the desert. Now here comes the amazing thing. When the length of these trips varied from trip to trip, there was one time, to use the one extreme, where they arrived in a place called Kadesh, where God asked them to stay there, and they were there for 18 years. So out of the 40 years, 18 years were spent in this one area called Kadesh. And then there were much shorter stops, a year, a month. The shortest stop was a day. They once came to a place where they only stayed a day. And yet the same thing happened. When they stopped, they unpacked the Mishkan, they unpacked everything, they set it up, they were there in a very permanent way, only to last there one day. And the question is, why? Why did God do this? Why did God make them unpack the Mishkan just for one day? And the answer, the Rebbe turned to this rabbi and said, is the following. Because every day, every moment, is a moment of permanence. Every moment needs its Mishkan. Every moment needs an approach, an attitude, a mindset that this is the only moment that exists. This is the moment that I've got to... It's not sort of 
where I went, where I go to sleep and I just wait the time out, or I just pull through the time, wasting time. If you have a moment, if you have an hour, if you have two hours, there's something to be accomplished. There's a purpose that can be achieved. Whatever resources is needed for that purpose needs to be brought out, needs to be done. You need to view that time, he told him, until you are going overseas back to Melbourne, as if it's a time of eternity, even though you know it's only a few weeks. What can you do in a few weeks? But you need to have the mindset that those few weeks is an eternity, as if you are there forever, and put yourself into it, and throw yourself into your activities, throw yourself into the good work that you're doing, as if you're going to be there forever, even though you know you're not. And this was demonstrated by God showing them that the same Mishkan, which means the same building, the same source of inspiration, the same resources that needed to be rebuilt each time they arrived at a new place, at a new destination, that needed to be built properly, the resources needed to be there, the camp needed to be properly in position, doing what they were doing in the desert, whether they were going to be there for 18 years or whether they were going to be there for one day. And I, I heard this and, and, and I also subsequently heard the talk um, that the Rebbe once gave publicly on this, explaining the same idea. And it is such a relevant idea and such an inspirational idea. Because so often, you know, mindful living means that we put ourselves into something, we try to remove distractions, we are fully in the moment and so on and so forth. But those moments vary. Sometimes we have times that it's easier to do that. We have a long project, want to be involved in for the next month, so we're fully focused. But very often... We have like dead time, so to speak. You know, time that we view as dead time. It's like not, as I say in Yiddish, nishtaheru nishtahin. It doesn't belong to the first experience. It doesn't belong to the second experience. I'm just waiting. It could be a time that you, you have between two very important appointments where you don't have time to put yourself into something of a long-term project, but you also are waiting. You, you can't, you can't uh, go away. You can't throw yourself into something else because in 20 minutes you have another important meeting. Or it's between two jobs. Or it's between two two projects, two relationships, whatever, whatever it might be. And sometimes we get a little bit frustrated because it's like kind of, we're not sure what to do. We know there's something big about to happen. We just finished something else. What do we do now? And here's the concept. The concept, of course, is going back to the core of mindful living, particularly from a Jewish perspective. The core of mindful living is that every moment has a purpose. Every moment something can be accomplished. That doesn't mean that it has to be something very difficult. Sometimes the purpose can mean um, taking a nap, if that's what we need, if that's what's important. Uh, it, can be, uh, it can be recreation if we need to take that as a, if we need it for our own, our own uh, nurturing, our own soul, our own self, self-health, self-care, and so on and so forth. That's all true. But whatever we do has a purpose. And the purpose always leads eventually to something greater than ourselves, something more meaningful than just the superficial. And with that mindset, if we left with an hour to spare, or two hours to, to spare. The question we need to ask ourselves is, how do I make those two hours meaningful? How can I put myself into those two hours? What can I do? Maybe I can study something. I'm a bit distracted, but forget about what's supposed to happen in an hour from now. Forget about the important meeting that's supposed to happen in an hour from now. Right now, I've got an hour to spare. What can I do that's meaningful? Maybe I can make a couple of calls to someone who I haven't spoken to in a while. I can always find something that won't take that long, but it will take the focus of being immersed in that moment. We all have a Mishkan. We all need a Mishkan. The Mishkan, we know that that tabernacle wasn't just a physical building. It had various compartments, which the mystics explain represent the different parts of our own existence. It had the 
the, the one part that had the uh, Ten Commandments and the Torah scroll, which represents our brain, our intellect, our way of thinking. It had a, a smaller part which had three small holy vessels, which represent the three primary emotions of Chesed, Gevura, and Tiferet, connection, restraint, and, and synthesis, as we've talked about many, many times. It had the courtyard where represented the, was where, where the sacrifices took place, which represented action and behavior. Right? And that's our own Mishkan. Our own Mishkan is to line up and to synchronize and to align the way we think, using our, our intellect to make good decisions, to make good choices, using emotions to respond well healthily, to, do, to, do, to, to be fully immersed in something, to have passion, to have excitement, to have enthusiasm, and of course action, which is guiding our behavior in a good and productive way. That's our resource, that's our Mishkan in order to create purpose and meaning in our life. That's our Mishkan to invite God into our daily routine. But here's the point. The point is we don't just go to sleep, we don't just waste time when we've got a small window of opportunity. It's that small window where we still need our Mishkan, we still need to take out and build our Mishkan. We need to think appropriately. We have to put passion and feeling, we have to see what we can do and behave correctly. What is something purposeful I can do even in a short time? When we have that mindset and we realize that every moment is an opportunity for purpose that makes it so much easier and so much more motivating to throw ourselves in, to be immersed, to be in the moment, forgetting or removing the distractions of the previous experience, not getting nervous or worried about something important that's supposed to happen, but now I've got a few minutes, I've got an hour, I've got two hours, what can I do that's meaningful and has purpose? and depth, even if it needs full focus, building our own personal mishkan in order to achieve that. So that's a, a really inspirational idea, um, going to the heart of what it means mindful living, which in a Jewish sense, as we've spoken about so many times, means not only to be in the moment, but to be in the soul of the moment, to connect to the purpose, the opportunity for meaning of that moment. So this is something really important to reflect on at the beginning of each day, I suppose. Um, knowing that during the day there's going to be these slots, there's going to be these little openings of sort of dead time or irritating time that we're not sure what to do. And it's about refocusing ourselves to be able to be in that moment, finding, finding the opportunity. So just, res- just let's reflect on that for a few moments. Good to be back to share with you and, and, and spend a few moments just in meditation as we start the day. Just get yourself into a relaxed position. When you're comfortable, slowly close your eyes just to be for a moment. Turning our attention to our breathing, practicing the art of paying attention, removing the distractions from around and just paying attention to breathing in and out. Just for a few moments, pay attention to that rhythm of breathing, feeling every inhalation, feeling every time you exhale. Every breath we take is distinct from the other. Every breath we take is critical to our existence. 
and every breath we take represents a new moment, distinct from the moment before and the moment to come. Of course, as we know, Nishima, which means breath in Hebrew, represents a Nishama, a soul. Every distinct moment that we breathe has a soul, has a purpose, has a divine spark. Every experience in the day, every moment, every minute, every five minutes, every hour, has its distinct soul, its distinct purpose. Every time during the day has an opportunity. We just need to draw the resources from our own personal mishkan. Being in the moment, tapping into our ability to make decisions, to have passion, and to put into action. Every moment needs to be seen as a moment of eternity. A moment which is, this is the moment I am in and none other. This is the moment I could become a better person. I can connect to some, someone else. I could study something. I can find a way to connect to my depth, to connect to my soul, to connect to my purpose. And hold that thought, just rem remembering the distinctiveness of every moment, by just bringing ourselves back, paying attention to each moment of our breath. Try to take that moment with you throughout the day. Get ready to start the day with our schedule, with our to-do lists. But for today, let's try and pick those in-between moments. Be in them as if they are eternal moments and give them some meaning and purpose. With that note, I wish everyone a meaningful and wonderful day.